both have eyes on her son. And uh, next, you know, I'm looking at at um, the screen of my phone and I'm literally watching bro, bro, bro. And I'm like, can I show my son? She's like, no. <laughs> Why? Why she said no? Well, well for, for one, he can't. He's not opening his eyes, really. And he's oh. never, yeah, he's not going to see. She, that's what she was saying. She's like, he can't see you right now. And his eyes are shut. It's like, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I was so excited to go ahead and show him wrestling. I was like, hey, bugger, this is going to be you. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go ahead and get on to it. Uh, welcome to Hype Bros po- Podcast. This is a podcast about two hype bros that love wrestling so much. I'm one Street Chris. This is my co-host and tag team partner, Marcos, the raw dog, Gonzalez. And I just want to big... You- Get a big shout out to him. Um, he's now a father. Um, his girlfriend had, um, you know, brought into his world Marcos Jr. I couldn't be more proud of him, couldn't be more happy for him. Yeah, now technically, he's not a junior, but um, he, he is named after me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first yeah, name. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you know, um, I call him little Eli, little half squad. You know, I call him everything in the book. You know, he's my little bubba. Mini uh, me, yeah, yeah, mini me, mini me. Uh, but yeah, dude, he he he's a he's an awesome little guy. He's an awesome little guy. Love him, dad. Um, I'll... but yeah, raw dog, baby, raw dog. Along with the hype of him being a father, the the hype for wrestling this week has been immaculate. I love using that word because it's just true. It's just how I feel about the hype is great. Slammiversary happened Saturday. Money in the Bank was Sunday. The follow-up Money in the Bank was was this past Monday. Raw. There's a lot to go into Raw. NXT and AEW showed out. They had a great show. Um, but I want to talk about Slammiversary for a second. I didn't watch the whole thing, but man, they put on a great show. They only had a few hundred people in that studio. They uh, finally got fans. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Impact. Yeah. I love you yeah. guys for that. Yeah, they started having fans uh, with Slammiversary. They had fans again in the recent show. I didn't watch the recent taping, but they yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. It's still like a few hundred people, like maybe three or four hundred. It's like an but... NXT crowd, but it's all good. I love it. Yeah, I love yes. it. You're able to get fans in, and that's what I wanted. You know, and yeah. it, uh, Impact deserves fans just as any other brand because they they are oh, doing yeah. good shit. They're going, they're doing good shit there. They've been killing it lately. Yeah, without. AEW's help. Let's be honest; they were doing good without him. So that's my opinion. yeah. But then, like so. AEW, the, the whole partnership has amplified it because um, they they really embraced the whole um, forbidden door thing. Deanna Peraza had an open challenge for her women's title, and Thunder Rosa answered the call, and they put on a great match. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't expect them to have that. I didn't right after. The match ended. Mickey James came to congr- congratulate her and invite her to come to NWA Power. But uh, Deanna Peralta has the biggest ego in the world, so she said no. And then she got hit with the chick kick by Mickey James, got laid out. And it was in the, uh, I think it was in Nashville, Tennessee for this taping. So it was like in her, she calls Nashville her like her new home. So I guess you can say it was Mickey James' new hometown. So that was yeah. a great pop for her. Yeah. Um, the main event, which was Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega, and a no DQ match was brutal. I texted you about it. Uh, Kenny got sliced up with a pizza cutter. He used a fork. 
on Sammy Callahan's forehead. So there's both color from both guys. Brutal match. Um, Kenny retaining the Impact World Championship. But then Jay Lethal coming out. Oh, my God. That was that was uh, something different. But they yeah. bossed the ending. I don't know if you saw the, the highlights or anything or the news, but they bossed the ending. Right when uh, they were throwing the two sweet to Jay Lethal. Jay White, I thought they called Jay Lethal. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Jay, they're, they're trying to throw it up too sweet to Jay White. He's not responding. Um, but then somebody ran out and was gonna attack um, somebody. And that's when they like they faded out. That's the pay review ends. Everybody's like, everybody on Twitter's like, what the hell? Did he just botch the ending? I know, no, right? Yeah, but it turned out to be Finn Juice. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll let you talk, but yeah, uh, Finn Juice came out, they attacked uh, Jay, Jay White, of all people, and then attacked the Good Brothers, Sammy Callahan assisted in the help, but yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I didn't get to see the whole thing, because I kind of just jumped up and, and left, but uh, from what I read from what I read and, and saw, yeah, good shit, but the botch, come on, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are complaining about that. So it's because cause the uh, peer review was so good, and then they they watched the ending like that. Like they had like plenty of time left from what I heard too. So, but then they just cut it short like that. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, did it? No. Of course. Um. So that leads to like New Japan crossing over to Impact. And the next night we had Money in the Bank. What a great peer review that was too. Yeah, which one? Money in the Bank. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, Money in the Bank was like the day after anniversary, so they're like back to back. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, fucking. I, I didn't expect Money in the Bank to be that good, uh, but it felt like a. It felt like a a a cornerstone pay per view, did it not? Yeah, I think Money to Make is now like up there with Survivor Series, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and so I I could see like Money to Bank being up there now. Like I don't, I don't know why WWE does like the these multiple pay per views throughout the year. They should just do what AEW is doing, just have like you know four or five pay per views. You know, a year. Yeah. But, uh, it? I was about to say, just give me one second. I was, I was reading something. Um, yeah. Um, it felt like it felt some type of energy within this past weekend, right? From Friday mm-hmm. Night SmackDown to Slammiversary to now. Money in the bank, and um, not only that. Prior to Friday Night SmackDown, AEW Dynamite. Um, this before week, the week before with all fans, so um, it, it just felt like another WrestleMania week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, but it was a good feel, and I was glad about that, and I wanted that. This is basically the WWE giving and WWE all promotions, all promotions. In general, that had matches scheduled and all that. Um, that uh, 
I lost my train of thought. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basically, this whole week was basically a a great week for wrestling. Uh, Yeah, like a resurgence. Fans coming back. There you go. There's my fucking word, baby. (laughs) That's on on your tattoo partner. Come on the hot tag to give you the right word for your brain. Yeah. (laughs) Resurgence. um, the good resurgence. Uh, that's a good word, Chris. Uh, I appreciate that, man. God, that was a good word. Word of the day, resurgence. <laughs> Even though your what was your word that you've been like using lately? Uh, Renaissance. Immaculate? No, what's that it? that too. Yeah, okay. No, but before you said something about this week. I don't know. How it's long. just been immaculate, like huge. That, that's been your word, right? Yeah. But yeah. This is another one. This is another one. Resurgence mm. is a good word. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, dude. It just. So crazy um, to see these certain matches go on uh, for and like I said, dude. Honestly, I, I feel like the women and the Money in the Bank match um, very spot friendly, right? But you, mm-hmm. you get that you get that with these kind of matches. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, these women were working their butts off. Yeah, for, for the for the crowd and, and the crowd, you could tell enjoyed it and appreciated it and that's yeah. what i liked about it that's what i liked about each fans all fans this weekend that were there and all attendance to every show this past week uh, from last week to this week everybody was was in it and everybody looked like they appreciated this moment and time oh yeah after almost 70 something weeks 60 plus 70 whatever you want to call it weeks we finally have live audience wrestling. We no longer have to pipe in, you know, fans right now uh, and just let Daddy do it whenever they want to, right, on recordings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, since they're known for that, which I'm pretty sure all promotions are known for that, let's just be honest. Uh, but this is really cool in so many fashions. Uh, the fucking Money in the Bank itself. To me, it was a very good one this time. Usually, oh, yeah. money in the banks were usually money in the banks were not that great. They're they're yeah. kind of hit and miss. Yes, right. This is yes. what I say. Like when you said, "Hey, yeah, they're probably gonna make this one of the." This is what I said. I meant by this one looks like a cornerstone pay per view, but really isn't. Right, not supposed to be. You know, but it, it kind of looks like one because of the feel, the resurgence. Right. Uh, so it was just to me really showed out. Um, especially the ending, the the main event, right? Roman versus Edge. This this whole match was straight out of the Attitude Era. Yeah, which is phenomenal for for Roman, because as much as people want to talk shit about him throughout his whole career, I've been behind his back from the beginning. You'll t- you can attest to it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I, I, honestly, you, yeah, me too. Right? Yep, you too. It's like yeah. we were both big Roman fans. When even when Roman wasn't cool at all, and he was getting stuff down people's throats, <laughs> but we were all in on him. And um, mm-hmm. now he's able to work this match with Edge and, and put on a fucking classic. Oh yeah, this to me was one of the greatest matches uh, of this past month. This is one of the great matches. Uh, I'm not gonna say of the year or of all time. No, we're not gonna go there. That's just yeah, yeah. Twitch. Twitch yeah. What I'm saying is, this past month already, ending July, that right there is it. 
that that's the match because it had everything you really wanted to a slow pace built with uh, explosions in the middle between uh, moves and close calls, uh, run-ins after run-in, uh, setting up storyline after storyline, you know, keeping this ball rolling, and, and also making Roman look like a top-tier heel like this guy is legit the fucking measuring stick not of not just in wwe but in every all platforms right now this oh, guy yeah. I, I i know people may not like that not, may not like to hear or may say oh kenny's the guy yeah not really kenny needs help is having help technically not to say roman isn't either but let's be honest roman's talking more confidently and and Paul's kind of like the sidekick. Well, they're kind of making Kenny the goofy heel, so like it's easier yeah. for and him making, to be hated. But, but also making Don Callis is the sly, sleeky, you know, manager. You noticing that? I yeah, yeah. That. That's what no, I'm saying. No. Like this is this is where I'm going at with it. Like people can say what they want to say. I, I enjoy Kenny's uh, heel. I actually do enjoy it. I, I think on it. Well, I was going to say, I thought about it's like he's like the over exaggeration of the pairing of yep. Roman and Paul Heyman because yeah. I feel like they're like reflections of each other, but yeah, to, no, but really Kenny's are. like to a tenth degree, yeah, extravagant, very out there, um, sp- sporadic, you know, just mm-hmm. and uh, and also goofy, like you said, you know, and, and it's working for him. At first, I didn't, I didn't understand what he was doing, but as I kept watching him, and I'm like, there's something he's doing here that he's trying to get over to show something. He's trying to prove something with his gimmick and with his heel character right now. And to me, hey, it's working. It's fucking working. You want to see Kenny lose. Mm-hmm. You, I want to see him lose. You want to see him lose. Everybody wants to see him lose. He's going to lose to Hangman. If he doesn't lose to Hangman, I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as I want Andrade to win that title off of him, Let's be honest. Andrade is going to go for the Triple A title. That's it. He's not going to yeah. go for the. He will eventually go for the AEW title, but he's going to go for that title first. Yeah. Um. But you know, just just seeing how Kenny is as a heel and Roman, it, it, I think the investment in, in Roman's character as opposed to Kenny's, it, it, it's not even a fucking like a, a, a test. It's not even a joke. It's not even a, a contest. Roman is more invested in his character than, than Kenny. Kenny's just throwing shit out there and probably just saying, this will fucking work. If it's not, my character is built to fucking last through this whole thing. You know? Uh, yeah. You well, know? I have two comparisons. It's funny because Kenny's like a, definitely the video game guy, but I can compare Roman to be like the final boss of a video game that like you try to like just level up, do all the side missions and everything too. And we still have a trouble like trying to beat him. Like, come on, I've, I've done everything. It's just, it's just so hard to beat him. But that Kenny, he's the other final boss. who's just like goofy. and has like, uh, if you, I never, I don't know if you played Borderlands too, but Borderlands 2 has like one of the best villains. He's just a, uh, handsome Jack. He'll just, he just makes fun of you and looks, and ridicules you throughout the game, but he still fucks with you and still fucks with your mind. And I can compare him to that. But yeah, yeah, both great villains in the end, uh, in two different ways. 
Yeah. So, but anyways, um, yeah, Roman looked like a fucking superstar. Like he looked like a blockbuster megastar in this match. Oh, fucking Edge looked like a resilient, uh, not trying to lose this match in the last cause. Uh, but also very predictable. Let's be honest. If you're yeah. watching the Money in the Bank pay per view, or even Friday Night SmackDown, you would have noticed that this was already been seeded to happen. Set an edge, you know. And what I loved about it, what I loved about it was was Friday Night SmackDown. This is what I meant when you when I asked you to watch it. The and the reason why is because during that backstage promo with Edge after he won his match, Seth comes up to him and talks to him and tells him about, reminds him about the time where he had his head on Edge's fucking. His foot on Edge's face. Yeah. He was about to do, you know, end his career completely. Right? Storyline. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's really smart for them to go back to that and ignite this little flame that, oh, that's right. This is Edge right now, right? This is Edge. Oh, okay. You, you want to bring that up. Okay. Let me go handle you right quick if you want to go. And then I'll go back to my path. Because that's basically what's happening after this match was over. Because Edge, you know, Seth comes in there and runs in and just super kicks, right? Doesn't he super kick Edge? I think so. Yeah, he super kicks him or he does something to break. Yeah, because um, Edge has the fucking, uh, has the cross, that little weird, you know, cross face with the, the handlebar over chair. Oh, the handle, handle on the, yeah. Chair handle, whatever it is, on the fucking mouth of a Roman, and he just super kicks him on the head, knocks the whole thing out, breaks it up, and he starts walking off. And I'm like, yeah, we saw that coming. I was wondering when that was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen at the end of the match, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that it happened when it happened, that was pretty cool. Um, I thought that was a really cool last run in that, you know, made it overplayed his hand, but also needed to happen. You know? Yeah, because it saves Roman and it saves uh, Edge at the same time. You know, because yeah, you don't. I think the only way you have Edge uh, lose clean to Roman is at WrestleMania. You know, and he already did that. He pinned them, stacked them, and pinned them. You know, he stacked one. He left to AEW. The other one's still here. He's trying to send him packing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I'm, not, I'm not gonna name Daniel Bryanson yet. <laughs> yeah, Danielson Bryan. That's what it's called. Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, well, uh, let's talk the the winners of the Money in the Bank too. Nikki Ash, Nikki almost superhero, win the female Money in the Bank, and Big E, our boy, the one I chose to win, he won uh, the Money in the Bank as well. Super happy for him. Um, which will lead into Raw. Uh, Nikki Ash to cash in on Charlotte, who won last that night previously against Rhea Ripley. A lot of fans are happy with it. Uh, I love the spot too in the, that match where Charlotte just flipped off the fans during the Rhea Ripley match. Try to censor it. I still saw it. That was great. But yeah, Nikki Ash cashing in on Charlotte at the end of Raw. Great. That was a great way to end the show. Um, Karen Cross debuting on Raw. Uh, and then getting jobbed out to Jeff Hardy, who's also been a jobber lately. And two, lost to Jeff Hardy in two minutes. Yeah. With the, with, okay. 
Jeff so, putting the foot on the ropes as well. Yeah. Just like, so, so the whole thing, right, that I read on Ringside News is that it was reported from somebody to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sources, whatever. Uh, they uh, apparently Duddy's within within WWE, WWE. They're saying that the reason why this happened was because you know Jeff's a former world heavyweight champion, right? It's not treated as one nowadays, but he he no. is a former champion. Yeah, and uh, he had to revert to a cheap roll up pin on the ropes to pin. Carrying cross. That's basically it. The storyline is where Carrying comes back and smashes them and squashes them, and that's it. They move on. So that's basically what you probably will see. Um, he's having a little kickstart with uh, with a guy that's a former champion who's probably on his way out the door. So he's putting over people. That's probably the reason why he's a gatekeeper as uh, of right now, which sucks. You know. Uh, but, I don't expect Jeff being there much longer. Let's be honest. He, well, Sean, gonna... Sean Ross app from Fightful said like he still has like a whole another year under his contract, so he's not technically on the way out. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure Vince is gonna let him go. I, I'm but, sure either Jeff will sit at home and run his contract out, or Vince will just say fuck it, let him go. He deserves that, you know. Like I, I'm sure, I'm sure by the end of this year. This is my prediction. This is it. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. At the end of the year, at the end, of the, by the end of the year, Jeff Hardy will debut in AEW. I mean, I would like him to, but I, 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 remember... I don't see Vince keeping him. Even though, like, if he's let go, all these other guys, even with the whole CM Punk and and Brian going to AEW, um, which says something, right? I'm still thinking that Vince will be like. No, we're we we done. Let's let him go. You know, I'm yeah. pretty sure Vince is gonna let him go soon. Like I don't see him really. Then again, maybe I'm wrong. You know, but I do believe Jeff is gonna end up in AEW by the end of the year. You know, so. But hey, look, I told like I told you uh, this past week. You know, when it happened, did I enjoy it? No, I didn't like the fact that he won that way. But at the same sense, uh, for the story senses of what they're trying to possibly do before I even read what they were going to do, or they're somewhat apparently going to do, right? Um, yeah, I kind of – I'm okay with it the same sense just because it's Jeff Hardy. I love Jeff Hardy. I, I have a soft I love Jeff Hardy too. He's my boy. Yeah, so for him beating Karrion and a lot of people uh, seeing what they said about him, uh, knowing that he should be treated better and this is pretty much a Vince guy, you know, aura. Uh, the fact that it happened the way it did, it sucks. But I think you're not gonna you're not gonna care about the beginning if you you know if you understand the end, right? Like he he's gonna be a force and and there. It's just like what happened with Braun. You know, Braun was sort of protected, but not really. You know, and and once he started losing, he started losing bad. So um, I would rather have Carrion have somewhat of a He'll decline on the main roster. Uh, um, then, then to just destroy people. Like if you were destroyed, Jeff, people would have said, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Vince, you're burying Jeff. You're burying Jeff. You're burying Jeff. You're hurting him. Oh, he, of course he's going to beat Jeff. Jeff's a gatekeeper. Either way, people were going to complain. I think it's the complete opposite of what uh, we talked about earlier. It should have been Carrion being the dominant heel. Uh, and also, he didn't have Scarlet or the entrance to make him look cool yeah, either. Yeah. And uh, him coming out with the NXT belt, that didn't help him look better. I mean, a lot of people compared, you know, this situation to it should have been like Kevin Owens coming to uh, challenge John Cena a few years ago, just been dominant. Um, yeah, but what, what happened to Kevin Owens, though, after that? I mean, I think he won that first match. With, yeah, he did. John... He did. But, but, but after that, where, where did he go with him? They could. They didn't know what to do with him, and he just kind of fell. And then he won the the United the Universal Champion. But what he what did he become then? He was a jobber as a champion. Then he loses it to to Goldberg. Yeah, that's like, so. So like, yeah, that, that, that's the thing about what what they're like. It's hard to tell what they'll do with people and how they do with people. Like honestly, this is a Vince guy. My That's what I'm saying. Like, he should have so, been like a killer heel against Jeff Hardy. Yeah. I would rather and and I loved like I said, I love Jeff. I would rather have seen Jeff get beaten up in two minutes than him winning in two minutes against a guy like Karen Cross. I'm like, this is just this is just uh, how I'll say this. I, I'll say this. Um I know what you're coming. Like, go ahead and finish first. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say this is just maybe how Vince feels about NXT because not too long ago. Karrion Cross beat all the the best five guys in NXT that he has: Pete Dunne, Gargano, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, yeah. and and he beat all of them. And then then he gets job at Jeff Hardy in two minutes. Yeah. I did see the Matt Hardy tweet like, "Oh, this is this is mean that my brother Jeff will get a shot at the NXT title, which that'd I think be that'd nice. be cool. That'd be but, cool. I mean, but, especially yeah. after." Especially after the the Jeff chants were were going on in NXT tapings this past week, <laughs> there was a report that they had to retape uh, Cross's entrance because he kept uh, screaming Hardy, Hardy. Oh my Hardy. God! Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and now it doesn't help. It doesn't help that that Samoa Joe right even said it at the beginning of the show that. Carrion was over there on Raw on his little road trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, there, there's a lot, there's a layer to this storyline that I, I want to know. I'm intrigued to what to know what the fuck they're about to do. Um, like, uh, me personally, I would like it if Jeff was gonna go over. Right, I would have loved to have seen a. Hey, Jeff Hardy get beat down, destroyed, and then do the roll up. Like have this whole build and and really get the crowd in it, and then have a roll up pin. And then you look at Cross, like, oh, okay, Cross should have won that. He was dominating. Yeah, but they didn't do it. But it didn't, he just yeah he just he lost because of roll. I'd have been okay with that. I'd yeah. They, just, they, they dropped the ball that. on it. Yeah, they know? did drop the ball on on the. On the execution, but the outcome, I wouldn't have been mad about if they would have executed it right. Yeah, you know, it's just like how how they introduced Christian Cage on AEW. That was so flat, so flat. I didn't know what the fuck to. I I, I already forgot it for the most part, right? 
I mean, all so, he did was just sign a contract. So yeah. So what was that? The, huh? Like at least they still got people Matt, excited. I remember yeah, people at least, like at least Matt Hardy got to you know be illusionist and and use you know the pandemic as, as his key. well. People hated that too. Actually, I, I remember people it. hating that. I loved it too, but I remember people <laughs> hating it. it was that reason. was up Matt that was weird. Alley. Yeah, that was yeah. Up the broken alley. That was up that broken alley. Fuck you if you didn't like. It. I'm just kidding. Exactly. No, I'm gonna keep that. Oh, yeah. fuck you didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fuck you if you didn't like it. You fucking. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go uh, back to a couple other things. Uh, Raw, John Cena. We talked about John Cena earlier, and we put over Roman, you know, just a minute ago. But he was how, saying, "How? Wait, wait. Before we go to Monday right, Monday Night Raw, right? What did you yeah. think about that? What did you think about John Cena coming back? Well, I don't mind him coming back. But I just hated the promo that he cut." against Roman. He like <laughs> he, he was talking about Roman as if this was like two or three years ago. Yes. Saying like he was overprotective, overhyped and everything. And Ian saying like, oh and this is coming from me. But I'm like, this is not are you are you what are you looking at the same Roman that we're looking at? Because I'm just like, no, I don't know who wrote that, that promo for him, but that was stupid. That was all John Cena. I think he just said the same thing again just to get through. Uh but uh um yeah, because nobody writes for John Cena. I don't think anybody writes for John Cena anymore. I'm pretty sure they don't. If they do, then John's really stupid. <laughs> Cause, yes, because he's a really good talker. So I don't. See, yes, I don't. I, I just don't see him. I see him passing it through Vince and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna say this." He's not the Rock yet. Like the Rock just goes out there and does what the fuck he wants. Vince is like money. <laughs> you know, John. I, I think the verdict's still out for him. Um, I think he's an okay actor. I'll be honest on that. Um, I think he'll. I think he'll do really well and um, as in in the Suicide Squad because he the, he looks pretty fucking good in that one. Yeah, I'm excited to see that movie. Yeah, um, but other, you know, other than that, um, John calling out Roman the way he did. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's very uh, four years ago. It's like, bro, we already been through the storyline. Um, I all it is now is just pizzazz with a little bit of uh the fans are back and he just said he missed them so it's like yeah, oh, yeah that, that's cool I get it um but all that was I don't think he needed to say much I think everybody already knew what he was there for yeah so so I think at that point the the promo itself wasn't what it needed to be it just it, it was already known that he was there because you know the pop that he got. And he had a he had a really big pop, like dude, mm-hmm. I have not seen this kind of pop for John Cena and 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 forever. Yeah. So to see him, like literally, as soon as Roman grabs the mic, in my head, dude, I'm like, somebody's coming, and mm-hmm. in, in my head, I thought, as soon as Roman grabs that mic, and he talks. It, this is my. This was me, and this would have been really cool, but also really bad. Um, I was in my head thinking, "Oh shit, it's gonna be Cross." Oh, like, yeah. Like in my head, I thought Cross was gonna debut because there was talk about it because he's been doing dark matches, right? But then he debuted against Jeff Hardy. Which, yeah. yeah, which yeah, but but also, but here's the thing: if he would have went up against Roman right now to against 
the main roster audience, it wouldn't have worked out for him. No. He would have. It would have been bad. So that's why I was like, "Oh shit!" So in my head, I'm like, "I'm having already anxiety." I'm like, "Oh fuck!" If he if it's cross because just because the way Roman was out there with the mic and just grabbing it and it's about to talk, I'm just like, "Oh dude, if it's him, oh my god!" Or maybe it's Daniel Bryan. I don't know. But when it was John Cena, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> Like, I wasn't mad. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't think this motherfucker would be back this early. I thought he was coming in, in at the, after SummerSlam. Yeah. I didn't know he was coming for SummerSlam. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, so we're doing this. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. That 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 works. Because, like, um, you know, the promo, like I said, doesn't matter anymore. Because everybody knows what he was there for. They knew, everybody knew, knew that he was going to challenge Roman. He wasn't going to say, oh, I want Bobby Lashley. No, you don't. <laughs> it's just how he's, you know, just how he challenged him, saying, like, like you know, he's overrated, overhyped, and stuff. That was just stupid. Ass. He had just said, I'm coming for you, Roman, you little bitch. And then just, just dropped the mic and just left. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Couple other returns that we didn't see coming. Keith Lee coming back. I'm glad he's back. I know he's been out for some kind of injury that hasn't been disclosed. I don't know. It's like a mental in- injury, maybe a physical injury, but he's been gone for a while. I'm glad he's back. How would you feel about him losing to Bobby Lashley like he did? They didn't like it. Um, I wish. Did you uh, like it? No, I didn't. Okay. I wish. I wish someone else had challenged Bobby. Um, yeah. and lost him. I wish. I would like for Keith Lee to come back and climb up the ladder, make him look strong again since he's been gone for so long, because I forgot I love Keith Lee, and I forgot how great he is but uh, so I would like to see him get a push again um, maybe be an eventual challenger for Lashley, but didn't like it yeah, La- yeah but Lashley's not keeping that title um, for, for, for Keith Lee uh, that's, that's Big E's title um, yeah I'd like for Big E to challenge him, but we have a different challenger come up to him, and it's Oldberg. I what's funny is I was at my job, and I'm I'm. This is just me just randomly thinking about how AEW has lose has used their legends like Sting and Jake the Snake and uh, all the other like you know older wrestlers who's retired. Um, they're like you know they're elevating the champions. I mean the the competitors in AEW did not go for championship gold really um uh so far but and my coworker comes up to me he's like hey you know that goldberg is back and he's challenging lastly i was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like he heard my mind just thinking about how great AEW is using the legends and it's like I, I I I won't say that AEW uses their legends well. They don't. Not entirely. Uh, let's be no. Honest. Not, let's not be like honest, entirely. But... Snake should not be talking. <laughs> I, love yeah. I love him to death, but it should be Lance talking, and I'm glad he's the one talking now. I think yeah. they realize that he's like, oh no, Jake, you can just be a, a the, his sidekick, but. Lance got to talk. It's not perfect how they lose the lessons, but at least they're not going for championships or anything mm-hmm. as of right now. Uh, Taz being used well. I think Taz is being used yeah. well. Yeah. Um, totally. I still don't know what he's doing there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, know, he's an idol. 
he's like he's been a uh, you know a coach and you know the FTR has looked up to Mark, him for years. Mark Anderson, I don't know what you're doing other than making getting your son a job. Sorry, <laughs> no hard Like I, I said a few weeks ago, that you know he's actually been Cody's coach, like not not just in wrestling but a life but coach as well. So does, does he really need that? No, he doesn't. Cody Cody's good. <laughs> I mean, he's good, but isn't you know anybody always needs help, no matter how good you are. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. Like, like but in still, the sense of the storylines, I don't see why Cody has Arn on TV. I just like I would. Keep I don't Arn see why Goldberg now. is back, but he's back. Like, I don't who? see why either. Ugh. I still don't get that. No, when when he came back, I was like, oh, okay. Like in my head, I was like, oh, is he here to fight Matt? Is he here to fight Riddle? <laughs> <laughs> is he here riddle, to fight Big E to complete riddle, the I, Big yes, E's? Go- yep. <laughs> That's the only thing I like. I would like about this is like if Goldberg actually wins, then Big E cashes in yes. and on Goldberg, and then he we had the, his dream match, the big <laughs> meaty men bumping meat match that we always talk about and reference <laughs> in this podcast. Oh I my t- god! Every time I listen to that audio segment with Biggie, I still laugh to this day, like laugh hysterically. Oh my gosh! But oh god. yes, that's all. I'll be the only silver lining to this whole thing. If if that happens, um, yeah. Oh my god, dude! What if this happens, right? And yeah. that match at SummerSlam, Biggie hits Bobby Lashley with the Money in the Bank briefcase, right? And pay yeah. it back to his brothers, and then cashes it in in the triple threat match fucking gets bit of big Goldberg up slams in and then fucking does it to fucking big ending no I want this to be a one on one match with, oh. with Goldberg and Big E but but you gotta you gotta make it work within the storyline mode man and this is what's I don't know on. I want I want Big E to I want Big gotta, E to fulfill his dreams I know but I just say like for storyline thing, thing, purposes like that would probably work better just because like he has to, like he's he's honestly taking up for his brothers now he's like oh yeah. i got a way to come to my brother's homes yeah. oh so so now i can go be on raw oh, okay i'm gonna go there i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do what what bobby did to my my brothers you know you, you punk you, you you punked them down now i gotta punk you down so i i feel like that's where it's going I, but there's so many like right now with biggie as a money in the bank briefcase holder if he is the one to go over, and I hope in my heart that they put him over, if he cashes in, um, that you have a really good moment right now. Because any fan out there is probably thinking, oh, the logical one is he he, he beats Roman, right? Mm-hmm. But, oh, wait, Bobby just destroyed Xavier a couple weeks, so, weeks ago in a hell in a cell. And yeah, Xavier did get a pin on him, but he got beat down pretty bad and, and he just, just demolished Kofi there's a story there so there's like this is really smart for them to put the money in the bank briefcase on Big E and say yeah. oh he can challenge any champion oh you know he, just like the whole any champion thing I loved how Riddle said oh I'm gonna win the money in the bank and then um, I'm gonna surprise Randy by cashing in for the Raw Tag Team titles. I was like, wait, why do you – I always wondered if they could do that. And and Riddle already opened my theory. I was like, oh, shit, you really can do it then. <laughs> 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 I thought that was hilarious. So, you know, just 
I, there's there's possibilities with with Big E as and great ones, great ones. Like like he said, silver lining. If Goldberg would have won the title and then Big E beats him right away, that's that's perfect, right? Yeah. He fills a lot of dreams. Uh, or if he takes out Roman, right? Oh shit! Like what if what if he what if like you know John loses the match, and then then you know John picks him up, slams him. You know, attitude adjustment for his troubles, and then there comes Biggie. Like, it, like it, anything's possible right now with him. So, oh yeah, I, I love it. I, I I'm I'm so fucking ecstatic about it. You know, yeah, y'all can have AW can have all the superstars they want. That's cool. I, I'm perfectly fine with Biggie right now, and and the guys that that he has right now. I, I, yeah, I hate I hate that they left. Like I'm not happy about Alistair, I mean, uh, aka uh, Malachi. Not happy about Andrade, or, or even Daniel even. But I'm happy that they're they're gonna show up somewhere else, you know. Um, but let's be let's be real for a second. Anybody that thinks that CM Punk and Brian are gonna fucking wrestle full time schedules, they're not. Let's oh just no, throw that out. they're they're throw yeah. out the window. They're they're only gonna be there for special attractions. Like that, the like AEW only needs one consistent guy like that, and that's Chris Jericho. Yeah, they don't need anything else. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the this whole. You brought it up a lot, so yeah. So the rumor mill, and maybe there's confirmation to Daniel Bryan. Uh, Of course, his contract ended a while ago. He had that one last match against Roman, I think, on a TV show, if I believe. Yeah, it was good. Fucking fun. Yeah, it was great. Right. Um. So that's literally when his contract ended, like midnight that night. Um, so we, the fans have been wondering where he's going to be, if he's going to resign. So apparently, uh, to multiple sources I've read and heard about, that he's signed with AEW and he's going to make his debut at that Arthur Ashe Stadium in August. Um, no, I think it's in September, I'm sorry, um, where they have already sold 15,000 of the 24 seats for that for that show already and i know and so for that to happen that'd be great and then of course cm punk is rumored to sound aw i know he it seems like he's lost his love for wrestling i remember in that renee paquette um interview the only wrestlers that he said he wants to wrestle is all the new guys in aw like will hobbs darby and jungle boy so at least we know he's watching um AEW at the very least. So uh and he could take off that mantle from Chris Jericho carrying the company and let him be the you know the big star of AEW. Yeah. I mean I'm 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 like I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm like uh, I mean I knew he was never gonna step foot back in WWE. Yeah, especially because how they how dirty they they did him and his wife. So, I, I can I, I can see that. I understand. Yeah. Uh, but to anybody out there that thinks that it's just gonna create this magic, uh, let's pump the brakes and let's just let it happen. Yeah. Before you say, "Oh, I'm gonna man, look at me, man! I'm gonna go watch him punk. See punk gonna break down the line. He he's not thirty something years old. He's not twenty something years old. He he is a very aged man now. He's forty something. He's forty two. Yeah. So um I was I was watching the Five Full Select uh podcast talking about it and you know a lot of fans were saying like, Oh, he's old, he hasn't been wrestling in the ring for a long time and that's Sean true. Ross 
Sean Ross made a good point to several wrestlers in AEW that's um, that same age, but still going. Uh, Sting is 62 years old. Looks looks great still. Dustin Rhodes is like 50-something. Still looks great. Probably like the best he's done in years. Um, Christian Cage is the same age as CM Punk, and he didn't wrestle for like seven years since They're injury. Still ring rust. They're still ring rust on him. Like, he still looks great. Tell, yeah, he, he looks decent. He don't yeah. look like he don't look like Christian. I'm sorry, yeah. he doesn't. Like you know, it's just like Chris Jericho. He's starting to not look like Chris Jericho. He can still he's go, start, but he, he, I like. Yeah, no, no, he, I'm not saying he can't go. He can still go. It's kind of like Ric yeah. Flair. Towards yeah. the end of his career, Ric Flair was still wrestling. Yeah, consistently. But he wasn't. Um, he 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 was able to mask that. So, like, um, and to your point, like, um, Dustin Rhodes, Goldust. That's that's not fair. That's a very unfair statement because he's a very consistent wrestler, and and and, and he's been doing he's it for old, so long. Uh, yeah. He's old, but he's yeah, a very was... consistent wrestler. He doesn't leave a ring. He's in a yeah. ring almost every day. Punk is not. Let's remember that CM Punk yeah. has probably not been in a ring in front of a crowd wrestling moves. He jumps in here and there, but that's because he loves the sport. He loves it. Anybody that loves it is going to jump back in whenever they want. But are they going to really look good? Like The Rock didn't even look really good against John Cena, right? He didn't look too good. Like so, I me mean, personally, when The Rock comes back and faces Roman, I don't expect it to be a ball buster classic no no no. it's gonna be roman beating the shit out of roman uh, out of rock so like there's ring rust to anybody like anybody that says there's no ring rust to anything to any kind of sport you're you're dumb you i'm not sure like you know he's probably like you know wrestled um you know in secret just like you know all the other wrestlers that come back yeah and if he has that's fucking badass but there's no proof yet so when the, until the cards fall and he's here in AEW and he wrestles his first match, we can't say nothing. I won't say nothing. I don't know how he's going to do at, at the age that he is. Like, let's be honest for a second. Goldberg and, and Undertaker at the age that they were in Saudi Arabia, how fucking disaster was that? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and to say Sting looked good in a match, he, he looked he looked good, but he didn't – he looked good for his age. He didn't look good like, oh, that's Sting. Nobody can sit there and say that was Sting. Like you can't buy that. I won't buy that. Like he didn't look like a young Sting. No, he didn't. He looked like a version of Sting, which is great. He looked good for his age. That's I love yeah. that. Yeah. He can still fucking go. And his little encounter with with uh, Orange Cassidy was so fucking badass this past week. <laughs> that, that's funny that uh, that overshadowed the match that. Uh, oh yeah, it did. It was Darby totally, Allen. Totally. Did. Darby Allen versus Willa Utah. Willa Utah. Still, he looks great. Will, he looks very will, promising. Will who? I don't know who that was because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh like, my god! But, but it's so. But it. But like, like, there's certain things about aging. Aging is it's, it's a natural thing, people. Uh, yeah. You know, um, Connor McGregor is a perfect example. Connor hasn't been in a, a an MMA ring in so many years, and he thinks he's gonna come and beat the number one contender. In, in his weight class? Mm-mm, no. <laughs> like, there's so much, dude. And it, it comes in with age. Um, I, I wish nothing but the best of, like, I'm not saying Puck don't give a fuck about me, but I wish that he does fucking phenomenal. I wish he fucking kicks ass. Oh, yeah. 
I'm not I really I'm do. Gonna... It's the first match. I hope he does. But yeah. you know, I, I applaud WWE finally investing in in Biggie, a guy like Biggie. Yeah. He's a WWE homegrown product. Yeah. But they're an investment to him. Like, you know, so that's good. Um AEW, you're investing a lot in wrestlers that are coming in and not the wrestlers that are already there. Some of them you are, some of them you're not. So this is where it kind of gets dicey, you know, for AEW. You know, before you didn't have all this talent or you had to accommodate for that, and you're only on one show predominantly that's on TV. Now you're about to get a second show. Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. But what are you going to do to really get everybody playing time? You know, what are you going to do? That's my question now for AEW. Now that you're starting to get a stacked roster, which is great. I mean, they still have AEW Dark and AEW uh, Elevation. Yeah, but are you really watching that? Doesn't I mean it doesn't matter if I'm watching it. It's, it's good. I mean it's good for those who are watching it. And uh, I, I I've seen on Reddit too that people have stayed for throughout the whole show between Elevation and Dark, including the taping itself. So yeah. there's still fans, of course. I'm, I know yeah. we're, we're not the two, but it, but it's <laughs> yeah. But and and it's good for the wrestlers too to get you know yeah. get their you know reps in and you know. Get the that's time in when show. they can. That's kind of technically their house shows right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. And yeah. and then I want to end it. Uh, the CM Punk talking. I I, don't, I think you might agree with me on this. Uh, very unpopular opinion amongst maybe a good bit of wrestlers, wrestling fans. I'm not that big of a fan of CM Punk. Really? I was when he first started. You know when he, you know. I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of him when he first started. I was when he when he left, as he was leaving. I became a huge fan of him, but during his run, for it was especially with Duddy, during his run, Duddy, the beginning was not the greatest. <laughs> it was funny, yeah. It's the opposite for me. I was like, I saw something in him. I thought he looked great. He had a great look. Got a great music, and got great I love the moves. Music. Love the music, yeah. Love um, the finisher. <laughs> yeah, ZCS. Uh, uh, even that submission move they had with the elbow that he started with that was great oh, too. Yeah, kind of ice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's my shit. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so if he does come back, great. If he doesn't, that's great too. We still have a great, great pool of talent right now in wrestling. Oh yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter to me if he comes back or not. Um, yeah, me honestly, it, it really didn't. After, after so many years of him being gone, and there's been teases of him coming back. It's just like, all right, dude, just come back already. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At that point, right? So, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you about like you know, yeah, it is what it is. If, if anything, yeah. Uh, I just want to say like I want his wife to come back. Oh God, yes. AJ Lee was so the, the shit. Yeah. <laughs> AJ Lee was a really good technical wrestler. Um, and, yeah. And very great character. Like she can play a character. Like get into the character. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about AEW. AEW was, uh, I know the dirt sheets. Uh, we talked about it a minute ago. I had been like hard on this card of AEW, but uh, I remember Bubba Ray Dudley saying, uh, giving a comparison to like a girl that's easy on the eyes. You know, she's very attractive, very pretty, so very easy to look at. I would say that this card is like that, just like he did. It wasn't hard to watch. It wasn't like boring or anything. But it was easy to watch. Like it was yeah, great. She- She's something like a three o'clock in the morning type of chick, you know. You just bang and you 
Libra. <laughs> or are you just like, like, he's, like he's are you just like in a coffee shop and you just like turn around and you see a cute girl you, you do a double take like oh 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 wow yeah <laughs> the surface yeah. she looks good but once you got talking to her she's like uh-huh. oh she's not all there okay yeah <laughs> there's the like first match <laughs> yeah the first match was Chris Jericho with Sean Spears so Sean Spears can use a chair but Jericho can't and some people said like they kind of buried Sean because he used a chair and he did a C4 which nobody kicked out of um, his finisher and he kicked out of it um but Jericho, uh, letting Sean get hit with a chair that was he posted in the corner, then hitting the Jewish effect, get in the win. Um, the, I think the the aftermath, which is the announcement right after the match, really took over the match itself, which was MDK, the leader of the Murder Death Kill Gang, uh, Nick Gage coming out, and he's gonna have a no DQ match with Chris Jericho next week in Charlotte. Which I'm gonna see live, and it's like, oh no, I'm gonna witness a murder. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I be bluntly honest with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who the fuck Nick Cage is. No, no, it's fine <laughs> that you don't because <laughs> I mean, I was uh, watching it and I was like, who the fuck is this dude? So <laughs> who they find him on the side of the fucking street? Is he a hobo? Are you paying five bucks and a sandwich to come in here and wrestle? <laughs> so if you don't know who Nick Gage is, he's the current. He, a lot of people, including myself, consider him the king of the death match. Um, there's a documentary or on him on Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, I watched watch that. Okay, I gotta watch that then, don't I? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It was a low poly version of it, but it still was good. I got to see his story, and this guy. He was he's so uh adamant about death matches. He almost died during a death match and he wanted to come back in. Like he got sliced up in his ribs or something. And the nurse was trying to like, you know, you know, tell him to sit down, you yeah. know, we need to bring you to the hospital. He's like, No, just take me up. Just take me up and let me go. But they, they put him on a copter and he died for like a few minutes in that copter. Um but they brought him back to life. But that's how much he loves Deathmatch Wrestling. God, he's um, fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's also going to have a match with Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder, uh, this weekend at, like, I guess it's going to be, like, their version of SummerSlam, uh, the, the promotion that he works with GCW. Mm-hmm. It's called GCW Homecoming. They're going to have a death match between him and Matt Cardona. And I feel bad for Matt Cardona. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have his wife there, so he'll win. Uh, I don't know if his wife wants to see him die, because he also almost killed David Arquette in a in a match, too. Um, there's one, there's one part... Fucking Royal Rumble. <laughs> so there's one part of uh, David Arquette's documentary that he does to go back into wrestling, where he does wrestle Nick Gage, and he Nick Gage has a light tube that's all you broken, and he's going to he basically, oh. he basically almost kills David Arquette. Yeah. Like he's, he stabs him, I think, in, almost in the throat. Because David Arquette was just driving around and moving around too much. Yeah. So he's not afraid to kill a motherfucker in the match. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember that now because uh, that was them, that was Nick. Oh, damn. Yeah, see, I've heard, I've, heard, I've seen what he's done. Probably, possibly, but I don't know who the fuck he is. 
Yeah. Um, so you're you're telling me a lot of shit right now, like like that. I'm like, okay, this guy's fucking stupid, but and insane. But hey, he loves wrestling. Death wrestling, I guess. Death wrestling, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, David Arquette. Yeah, I remember that. I remember watching that video of him almost fucking dying, and that, I didn't yeah. know that was him that he was facing. Okay, cool, dope shit. Yeah. <laughs> also, he loves to use a pizza slicer, just like a uh, Sammy Callahan does. He, I saw him ho- pull out that pizza slicer with uh, MJF. I was like, oh no, I'm gonna have to see Chris Jericho get sliced up like a pizza. Oh man. But hey, did you see what um uh, what what version of Chris Jericho's coming next week? Uh, yeah. Um. Also, want to put over MJF in commentary. MJF was great in commentary. Uh, I, I passed right through it. Uh. Well, in the beginning, I I remember he said like uh, if if you think like uh Jericho's in labor, I don't blame you. I'm like. <laughs> We talk about his. I'm like, oh my god, his beer, his beer belly. Yeah, what yeah. I've been talking about for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Your old, old news, MJF. Get on my level. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> if he hears but yeah. this shit, he'll he'll roast me. <laughs> it was so cringe though. What uh, we were revealing of the pain maker of uh, Chris Jericho. Like he was t- his, tur- his back turned to the camera, and the interviewer was like, "So, what are you gonna do?" Uh, and uh, Nick Gage. It's like, well. I had to bring out the worst persona in me, the the deadly killer, the pain maker, and he had like sharpie makeup on and puts a fedora cap on. He just like, ah. was, <laughs> like why? Because Chris Jericho, he can do what he wants. <laughs> he's that far in his career, and he's so established that you're not gonna. Yeah. Um. It is what it is, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to see a murder uh, next week. Uh, hello, situation, kind of dysfunction on my side. Um, we're back. Uh, we were talking about what uh, the pain maker. Yeah, the cringe maker. The cringe maker. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, hey man, I appreciate MJF for saying what he said. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than because you know during this match I was watching it, um, Chris just looked as he was getting like he was doing the moves, but I was like, man, that's got to be taking a lot out of him. He he looks like he's it's just getting harder and harder for him. Um, but hey, man, he he's still doing his thing. I can't hate him on that. Um, and I appreciate Jer- Chris Jericho so much. So, uh, hey, look, I, I, I at least you get to see the the paymaker the next week, man. Yeah, I think that's gonna be cool. The interest itself is gonna be cool. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, um, just uh, expect the blood. Oh, there's gonna be lots of blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, a buddy of mine um, who's never even heard of Nick Gage before either. So when I showed him the clip, that's a preview of the Dark Side of the Ring with Nick Gage, where Moxley uh, in his early career in CCW is getting sliced up. By Nick Gage with the pizza cutter, and he was, yeah, and he was even scared that uh, Nick Gage cut off his tongue with the pizza sli- uh, pizza slicer, and but he was just like, "We're gonna have to see that next week." Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, um, honestly, man, next week I want your full experience. Oh yeah, 
Like I want, um, like you, you, you're gonna get to talk a lot next week because I want to know how you felt on AEW. How was it for you? Because you know that's, I, I think that's a cool thing that you're gonna be able to go watch it next week, man. Thanks. I wish it was. I wish you were there with me, but yeah, you know, man. you have your son, so yeah, it's I gotta, all good. I gotta, I gotta be a dad right now, baby. Next, yeah. The next one they come through. The raw dog. Um, yeah, the raw dog got it. Yeah, the raw dog became a raw. You know, I didn't snip, snip. So, hey, the raw dad. Yeah, raw dad. That was a good one. That was a good one. Raw dad. Raw dad. Oh my god. We're going in raw, baby. Yeah. Um. But no. Um. Yeah. Next. Next week's gonna be fucking awesome, dude. Um. Uh. Yeah. Moxley, dude. Um. Speaking of Moxley, man. Uh. That dude. Uh. Why is he wearing leather pants? <laughs> he was wearing leather pants. I didn't notice that. He's been wearing leather pants ever ever since he the crowd. Like last week, he wore leather pants when he faced mm. uh, Anderson. Yeah, no, they're leather pants, dude. They're, they're, they're not. They're, they're those are leather pants. Those are not black pants. Those are leather pants. <laughs> My dumbass yeah, thought jeans. you were talking about. My dumbass thought you were talking about Arn Anderson. I'm like, he took on Arn Anderson. I'm like, wait a minute! No, it's no, Carl Anderson. No. Carl mean, Anderson, right. the machine. Gun. He does have machine a gun. well. Well, he does have a spine buster like Arn Anderson. So, yeah. yeah, dude. Oh yeah, that's a really good spine buster, dude. I like. Yeah. I enjoy that spine buster a lot. Uh, no, yeah. but um, that um, dude. What 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 the fuck is going on? Why Texas is Death Why is Doc Gallows fucking pinning and beating Kazarian? <laughs> oh yeah, you got it with the distraction finish. Um, oh god, dude, I, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Frank Kazarian and Doc Gallows had a match, and this was supposed to be the beginning of the hunt, you know, where yeah. Kazarian being called the Elite Hunter. And I think I'm okay with it because I don't want Kazarian to win right away. I want him to lose a little bit, you know, and then really lean into this Elite Hunter. That'd be cool. I am still sad about him losing. I just don't see how he loses to, to Gallows. I'm like, bro, you're a tag team champion. On You don't even go here. What are you yeah. doing here, bub? Like, that's why I didn't like it. I was like, ah, God. So Khan just sacrificed one of his guys just for impact. Okay, cool, Khan. The one guy that I think he shouldn't have done it to. Okay, cool. But I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not mad about it. I just... I'm just a little upset. <laughs> of course, uh, Kenny comes in. He's gonna uh, attack Kazarian, um, but then Hangman comes in for the save. He's carrying a beer, which he should. <laughs> Don Callis looks at him. He says, "Look, man, I don't know if you're drunk or stupid." And the mic microphone didn't pick it up, but he said, "Probably both." And then he hands him yeah, no, yeah. Callis's beer. Dude, okay. Um... So, how about, I, I saw the I saw the movement from his lips saying it, but yeah, yeah, I know I saw it too. I, I, I didn't hear. It. I'm just saying, like, oh, no, I got that too. <laughs> but um, how about how how about um, that beer? That beer's an MVP. Oh yeah, survived the whole like segment. The, yeah, yeah. Well, well, the funny part is it was full when Hangman came out, but he just kept moving. Like moving mm -hmm. like he moves, that beer yeah. just kept popping out. And by the time he got down to the ring, it was halfway gone. I'm like, oh, that's not gonna be much beer, but okay, cool. And then, uh, 
uh, what I thought was funny is that throughout that whole brawl, uh, Don Callis kept up with that beer. No, it was sitting on the side of the ring. But, I but thought you, I was... but, yeah, but you notice, like, I don't know if you noticed it, but Don Don actually moves it. And also somebody else, I think Kenny actually moved it too. Like, <laughs> yeah, a few people actually moved the beer in certain spots so it wouldn't get kicked over. Yeah. Like, they were very, like, I'll be honest, to, to their point, they were very careful with that beer. <laughs> I love the uh, the combination move that they did too with the beatdown. And Johnny Hungy. Uh, yeah, Johnny Hungy. He uh, you do, hits. You do it way better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think your your Johnny Hungy was good. Um, <laughs> thank you. But uh, Johnny Hungy hits uh, Carl Anderson with Insiguri, which Alex Reynolds comes in with the stunner. Then Hangman hits with, with the buckshot lariat. I'm like, God, they just murdered this motherfucker. <laughs> so, is, is it safe to say that we finally five? We have our five on five. With those five guys being out there, I feel like yeah. those are the guys. I feel like those are those are gonna be the five guys wrestling. Um, oh yeah, it is. It is. I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad Johnny Hungy's wrestling. I, I've been yeah. wanting to see him wrestle. Yeah, I'm glad his arm sealed up so he can wrestle again. And I dude, do I hope him. he get. I hope he wrestles next week. Yeah. I hope you get um, to see him wrestle. That'd be kind yeah. Of yeah, my boy. Um, I saw on Reddit, or I think it was either Reddit or that same Five Four Select live stream. About AW saying that like, because they're the post get tag team title shots to that order, mm-hmm. so that'd be cool if Stu Grayson you know to get a, a tag title shot with either the Bucks or the Good Brothers or Alex and John they can go for uh, the Good Brothers on on Impact that'd be great for them too because they're still like they're still new to the wrestling world at least I know they've been wrestling for like years. But yeah. they're still new to like you know people like us who haven't seen them in like other promotions like Chikara and other like smaller indie promotions. Yeah. So I like to see them you know go against Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows for their Impact titles. But if they go for the Bucks too, that'd be great too. Yeah, I just wonder what's go- yeah. That, you're right. That 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 would be. Um, or maybe maybe uh, two teams. Maybe. Two, both team, both guys, both groups out of the, you know, there's four, there's there's five guys, right? Five guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one's going for the AEW title, right? Yeah. The other four, hey, split up into teams. Let's just go for the both goals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could, they could go for either or. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great if they can all four Don't, of them get title shots. Yeah. Did that? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, because uh, at some anniversary, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, they did. A win over the Impact yeah, titles. They they retained their title. They took back the titles that they lost a couple months ago. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah. Um. Of course, we got to talk about the Darby Allen and Wheeler Yuta match, uh, which got overshadowed by the interaction that Sting and Orange Cassidy had. And it was Sting. <laughs> it was Sting that started this. Yeah. Sting was the one that did like the. Kind of gave him a look. Yeah, gave him a look though. Like you notice that, like when Cassidy is walking around, Sting starts giving him a look, and then they start staring down. And like you said, he he starts the the, the little fight. And the crowd was into it too. And like oh, it's great because like when Orange Cassidy first, you know, was showing out in AEW, a lot of like people, like older people, the rest of the community was like, "I don't get it. This is dumb." But I remember, like, 
uh, a few interactions with it was Excalibur and Tully, he was talking to Tully, Tully Blanchard and he was like what do you think about Orange Cassidy and Tully was just like did you hear the pop that that kid got so it, it really doesn't matter if you yeah. get it or not but the, yeah. the crowd loves him and yeah, Sting okay. knows that yeah oh did you I love the fucking beating on the chest Sting yes. beating that was so cool he was like looking at him like just beating on his chest. I was like, <laughs> and Darby, that did that did Darby it. just being embarrassed by it. Like, like, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> Come so on, fucked up. so fucked up. <laughs> Dad, what are you doing? Stop <laughs> embarrassing me. Pay, yeah, he's like, what? Pay attention to the match, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god. Um, yeah, that whole encounter between uh, Cassidy and Sting that was pretty cool. Yes. Um, and then Cassidy having a match with the Blade later on that night. Um, it was it was a pretty decent match. The main spot I remember was the Blade powerbombing Cassidy on a turnbuckle, which looked mm-hmm. deadly, and then him falling to the ground, which didn't even help that. I'm like, oh, he's dead. Yep, that was <laughs> <laughs> it. Was a good um, match. It wasn't it was anything memorable. Match. It was good. No, it wasn't. But it's a good match. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Having uh, Cassidy go over was the right move. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nala Rose and Big Breaker having a, a title match. Um, you know who was going to win that yeah, match. Yeah, pass right through it. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I actually don't mind Nyla Rose, but I, I knew who was going to win that belt. So That was that was probably her best match that she's had on AEW. And that's probably due to uh, Big Breaker being such a great wrestler. Yeah. yeah, but also I didn't watch it, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get to the main event, uh, we got to talk about Andrade uh, calling out the Death Triangle. El Comes out. Oh, wait, 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 wait. And wait, announced. Wait. Hold on a second. La Sombra. He <laughs> <laughs> comes out, announces a new partnership, uh, new manager for him, which you predicted a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> Ooh, Chavo. I, I was waiting for that. I was like, but when he come when Chavo came out there, dude, he came out there with a surge of energy and I was like, Yeah, baby. That's what I've been seeing on your Instagram, baby. Yeah, I'll of course. Him on, I'll he's a he's a, yeah. Of course him being a Texas uh homeboy, you know, he did, did a huge ovation from the Texas crowd that night. Yeah. You remember me. <laughs> I was like, damn, he, he he's going way back with that one because, you know, the whole living in the shadow thing. But yeah, dude, um, yeah, no, the, his whole thing was really good how he, he played to the crowd, but he said, oh, with all due respect, this is the man right here. Um, and then having uh, uh, the Death Triangle come out there and um, literally having Puck come out there and says, well, we're, we're, where do you, where, where do you, where, where, where are you coming from? What, what's going on? I mean, the, you know, the, the, the death triangle hides from no one. Okay, cool. Yeah, we get that. I know that pack. You're the bastard. But you're dealing with the Lidolo, right? And um, I, I, <laughs> I thought it was a um, very, um, very good try for Andrade to um, talk. I, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, the crowd was not having it because they kept saying "cero miedo, cero miedo." Yeah, and, yeah, and, and he like 
I, I, I saw that he was getting frustrated because he said, look, listen, look, listen. And, mm. and he literally just tells him, you know, what he has to tell him. And then he hands the mic over to Chavo. And I loved what he said. He said, hey, Pac, I'm going to speak to you in English since you only know one language. <laughs> that, <laughs> the crowd going, oh, I did the same thing. My girlfriend looked at me. She was like, what, what's wrong with you? He could only speak one language. And she's like, so what about you? Shit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the whole standing thing is with me and my girl that is, I, I don't know much Spanish. I don't suppose I should know more. <laughs> oh, I don't know that much Cambodian either. So, like, yeah. I, have, I have two separate de- deprecating jokes between mm-hmm. retaining to that. Um, one is if someone is, like, talking Cambodian to someone mm-hmm. else, like, at a party or something, like, and they're, like, they're, like, family, and they're, like, oh, I'm, like, oh, so what they say? And then they'd be, like, oh, they, they said you're a disappointment to the family. I'm, like, oh, I already knew that. They didn't have to say that. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> the, so, the other yeah. one is, the other one is, uh, what they say? I didn't see the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a favorite one. Um, but yeah, like um, for me, my girl has always told me, she's like, hey, can you, you need to learn Spanish. I'm like, more Spanish. I'm like, I know Spanish. She's like, no, you don't. It's like, your Spanish is like, I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> and, and she's right. It's like my Spanish, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, I really don't. Like, I, I've learned Spanish. So yeah. Si, si hablo, yo hablo español, pero no. And it's, it's, it's difficult, you know. I speak like a weird fucking idiot. Like at the end of the day, they're like, "Okay, is he trying to be Puerto Rican or is he C- Cuban, Colombian? He looks Mexican. <laughs> is he confused? Are you okay, bro? Do you, are you having an identity identity crisis? Yes, yes that's what's thinking. Yeah, maybe. Um. So yeah, it's funny because when I talked to her parents, like just now on the phone with her mom, I I had to I stuttered it a little bit, and I was like, shit. <laughs> but like at the same time it's like i can't i'm trying not to speak in that accent that i have because i have a puerto rican accent because i was taught by a bunch of puerto ricans mm-hmm. yeah go figure so i have this accent and it's thick so i try not to speak when i speak spanish i like when i speak spanish i was like all right but yeah so it was so horrible it was just so funny she was like yeah okay i'm like in my head i'm like i don't think you understand what i'm saying <laughs> but it's okay. She went when she went with it. She understood a lot of it. So I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Yeah. But just just like with the the whole encounter with the the Death Triangle. Um, I, I enjoyed hearing what Ray Phoenix and and um Penta the encounter with them and Andrade it was so fucking good, dude. So fucking good. Uh, even when uh, he goes settle miedo and um, they start coming up to him. That was crazy. I, I this this whole segment to me was pretty fucking good. Um, uh, I have a few gripes with it. Uh, but of course we got to talk about like why he called him out. Um, yeah, Andrade was saying like, you know, Phoenix and Penta should leave Pack and work with him, and uh, Phoenix saying that they're the real face of Latinos. And they're they're familiar. They're not gonna leave Pac yeah. like that. Yeah, and, um, and Alex, yeah. uh, uh, Alex, let's say Alex translated pencil what he said. He's like, "Why should we join you when you're not even on our level?" And I was See, like, "Damn, yeah, no, tú no estás en uh, nuestro nivel." And I'm like, "Oh shit, dude, I, I, I might have butchered that last word." But, uh, but when he said that, I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> and my girl looked at me. She's like, "You don't know what he said." <laughs> <laughs> 
was like, let you be, woman. <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but she, I knew she was thinking it because she looked at me. <laughs> but it was funny, like, the, I, when he said that, I was like, oh, shit. But uh, to me, it's just foreshadowing. I feel like um, if they ever meet in the ring, I feel like Pac's going to get, you know, they're going to turn on Pac. Mm. I hate to say that, but I feel like that's what's going to happen. It's just Pinto with Ray and Idolo. It just, and, and Chavo, it just looks like they're they're about to make a Latino um, world order 2.0. And mm. this time it, it may actually be impactful. Yeah, you know, because like LWO back in the day wasn't impactful like it is, like it might be now. If yeah, because be. like you know, you have all these fantastic superstars, and I'm, I promise you, Andrade is not that his his uh cousin is not that far from him. Like yeah. his cousin is on his way to his in, in, in this picture. You're gonna mm-hmm. see his cousin very soon in this picture. My my words. Um, that's the only reason why Andrade, I think. I think this was started turning the tables for Andrade because his his cousin was had a tryout for WWE, but he didn't get signed. So I mm. feel like this I, that might have started the whole thing with Andrade and WWE. Maybe I don't know, but um, yeah, you'll you'll see his his cousin in there pretty soon. Um, and just think about it, you know, what happens if a pride and powerful couple leave uh, inner circle. And go there, like you know, there, there's a lot of things. Uh, and, and they're right though. Ray, Ray, Ray Phoenix was right. The that he's not the face of Latinos. It's really Penta and Ray. Ray. Yeah, because <laughs> like you know, I love Ray Mysterio, but he's not the face of Latinos right now. You know, um, you can make a strong case for Raquel being the face of Latinos. You know, she she's fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's. It's like there's, I she's having great matches. Um, uh, even with even with her, I didn't tell you about what happened in NXT. I'll tell you in a minute about the yeah, main event. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, uh, this story. Yeah, you're right. Um, did I enjoy the whole moment when he talks about, um, you 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 should be wearing this kind of jewelry and all that shit. Yeah, I get it, but I can also see Pinta. And Ray walking in, dressed to the nines with with bling bling and the mask on. I can totally see that. So I, I just predict that they're gonna try turn on uh, Pack and and leave him. So yeah, and I could also see them winning the trio titles with Andrade. Oh yeah, yeah. God, yeah. that'd be so beautiful. Yes. Uh, but but my my question is now: Does uh, does Chavo wrestle? No, uh, I I mean, unless he, unless he wants to, yeah, you know, he's, a ph- I, I he's in phenomenal shape too. God, oh yeah, I, I don't like doubt I, it. Yeah, but and, and you can't and, and like with him, I'll say this: you can't sit there and say that there would be too much ring rust because he he's in there every day. Oh yeah, he does a lot of work with uh, Hollywood and mm-hmm. and and roles like that. Yeah. So I, I would say this guy rolls around a good bit in the ring. So I, I would say that he would do decent. But does he need to be in a wrestling match? I don't think so. Like, no. I think he's. I think he's good where he's at. I don't really necessarily want to see him wrestle. But if he ever does, I want it to be a main attraction. I want it to be something special. Like maybe go back to a place where him and Eddie won the tag team titles. You know. 
let that be a match where he has a match, you know. That'd be kind of yeah. cool to see. So, yeah. yeah, other than that, man, um, yeah, I didn't have too much cracks, but I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the Texas Death Match, uh, which is the main event between Lance Archer and uh, John Moxley for the IWGP US title. Oh, what a match! My goodness, yeah, oh my god, oh my god, like, god, dude. Um, yeah, so everything was good. Uh, the fake blood was okay, I didn't hate it because let's oh, that, that was fake blood. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he uh. Bladed himself. I mean, I don't think it was fake, but yeah, he did. I, I wonder. Like... I wonder when, uh, cause you, you remember when Jake was like kind of walking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. He like was like standing in front of Mox. Yeah. Uh, in a way of uh, in a way of Mox. I mean, yeah. That's that's when he I probably wonder, bladed himself. I, I, yeah, I wonder if that's when he bladed himself. Yeah. I, if he did, if he did, I don't know if he really did. Maybe Mox really opened him up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what a great match between these two guys. Um, I love the one spot where uh, Lance put those two chairs on uh, side by side with the top part facing upward instead of the where the, you're supposed to sit at, and he does a choke slam on Moxie's spine. And uh, Bubba Ray was talking about that. That was like too dangerous of a spot because he, he hit it like a certain nerve or something. He could have spent a vegetable right then and there. <laughs> yep. I'm like, ooh, I didn't know that until like I heard yeah. that. I'm a beret. Yeah, there's there's a lot of bad things gonna happen when you do something like that. Yeah. Also, uh, we saw. I think we did. No, it wasn't a piece of slicer this time. It was a fork <laughs> that they're both using, and they're like both stabbing each other in the forehead multiple times throughout this match. And it's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like me personally, I was like, okay, I want to see. A bunch of holes in their heads. If not, I don't want to. I don't want that in the match again. Just kidding. Nah, yeah. You know, but to be, they're to be both quite, pretty, pretty colored in this match. Yeah. But to be quite honest, uh, this match between both of them was really good. I, I, yeah. I didn't have any, like, like I said when when I read it on Bleacher Report, they said that uh, that all matches were pretty average, like C average, which is very hard for me to see that on a Bleacher Report. Uh, ratings because they're very they're very high up on AEW and rightfully so like AEW launched some of their pay-per-views on Bleacher Report live mm-hmm. yeah that other app yeah so yeah they 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 have some ties to them which is fine I'm not mad about that but um yeah this this they're they're only above C average was the main event you know, they said they sent the fans home happy, and they weren't wrong. They were not wrong. We, I kind of knew what I was getting with this kind of match anyways. Yeah. But uh, to see the ending happen the way it did and the title change the way it did, I didn't. I wasn't mad about it. Uh, yeah. I actually thought it was pretty cool. It's kind of like, like a last man standing match. Yeah, it was because uh, they only had to win by uh, knockout uh, uh, or submission. So... Uh, also, before the actual last bit of the match, I just remembered Lance Archer. Usually, he usually like throws somebody in his entrance. Like, uh, I mean, he threw a glass, a guy through glass for his entrance before, and I was like, "Oh man, he didn't throw somebody this time." But then he uses a guy in the crowd to mocks, 
<laughs> like when they're fighting out in the crowd, yeah. he throws a guy to Mox. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was a designated guy to use. Yeah. I thought that was still hilarious. Yeah, I bet and, that, that's still that's pretty cool. Or maybe this was like a, a hey, you want to be that lucky random fan that gets thrown toss? Wait, sign this <laughs> waiver, sign this waiver and you know, bump for us. Yeah. Because we used it against a, uh, as a weapon. So, yeah. yeah, but I, we're not responsible for any injury, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then Mock setting up the barbed wire tables uh, near the end, and then getting choke slam on them, and he couldn't get up for the ten count because his body was trapped, and then within those barbed wires, I'm like, oh man! And, and you could see it, you could see it. Oh, that was so crazy! I was like, oh my god, he is stuck in that motherfucker. Yeah, he. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that was cool, man. Uh, that was a good match. I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Very yeah. much enjoyed it. I like how AEW lets their talent win in their hometowns too. Like Ricky winning in uh, Austin last week, and then uh, Lance winning in Dallas, which is his, ho- his hometown. That was yeah, like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that's a good way to send the fans home. I'm happy, so I'm not mad about it. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about NXT. Um, yeah. Uh, the only thing we need to really talk about from NXT is just plain and simple. Uh, the beginning. Did you watch the beginning? Uh, it was a tag team match, right? Between uh, that one, mine, no, and no, no, no. Uh, that that wasn't the beginning. Beginning. Uh, at the beginning of the show, the start of the point, uh, Samoa Joe comes out there and goes TikTok. Oh yeah, yeah. He's getting uh, you know, he's getting yeah. riled up. Yeah, and and uh, Joe and 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 then William Rinko comes out there and pretty much talks him down. tries to t- tries to talk him down, but Samoa's like, "No, I can guarantee you, by the end of the night, this will all be solved. Just not the way you want it." And he leaves. So, um, you know, and so that was it. Uh, then then we had the diamond mine match. You know, that's non-existent. I don't really want to talk about it. Don't care to talk about it. It was what it yeah. was. Did it? I feel like the only thing I will say about that is that uh, I feel like. Uh, they need to. I think they need to get rid of Rust. Yeah. Already, already. Sadly, I hate to say that he's a good talent, but I don't think he fits well with that. Yeah. That that clan. Um. Uh. Yeah, but that match wasn't really much. Uh, Koshida had a really good match could coming out, and that was it. You know, that yeah. match wasn't non-existent. Uh, uh hit hit row and uh, Legado de Fantasma encounter was really good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch that, but yeah, I read about it. I thought that was thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh. Uh. The way, like, um, having an encounter with Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly, Austin Theory, and Kyle O'Reilly, they had a pretty good match. And then, uh, you see backstage like there's some turmoil within the way, like they were all arguing and stuff. And then Theory was gonna leave, but then he was gonna do that. The high five that Gargano and him usually do without looking mm-hmm. at each other. And then Gargano was too busy arguing with Indy and Candace. And you see Ethere just kind of like had his head low and just walked off. And it's like, oh man, this family's falling apart. Oh, I felt so Damn. bad for Ethere. Yeah, but what's going on with Theory is I think he was doing some dark matches for Monday Night Raw. So he, he may be moving back up to the main roster. So that might be the reason why. I want him to be a himbo still, which is just a dumb, uh, muscly guy. I still want him to be I that. Just wa- I wanted him to stick with uh, Johnny. 
Oh man, that'd be great. But yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is, man. Um, I, it's gonna happen, or maybe it doesn't. Um, maybe Vince Triple H doesn't do it yet, but just depends on if Triple H. I mean, if Vince wants him back on main roster. Uh, mm-hmm. but other than that, man. Um. Uh. NXT main event. Yeah, the main event. Um. Yeah, so you didn't get to watch the main event. Uh, the match didn't last long. Uh, Raquel. Picks up Zaylee and, and um, knocks the wind out of her. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, knocks the wind out of her off of a one-handed arm, like one-handed arm, like kind of slam. And then yeah, she the... jumps up. Then she jumps up off the top rope, swinging blades off of it, and drops at elbow body shot, then pins her. But when Zaylee uh, was like trying to like, you know. Try not, try not to sell it, but she was selling it bad because she really got fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she barely kicked out of of the match, and then just kind of like try to catch her breath, and it was just hard for her. She just couldn't catch her breath, and finally they called the match. They were just like, "Yeah, uh, we're just gonna call the match." Like, okay, Dang. yeah. So not not really like like oh they called the match, but they like they ended it right there and there, and like no, like they. They called the finish and that was it. Like, mm. yeah, they basically just called the finish and like he, I can see the referee, uh, telling Raquel finish it. You know, because mm. she's out. She's she's out. She's she literally knocked the wind shit out of her. I I don't know the significance of her injury, but I do know uh, that Zaylee did get the wind knocked out of her uh, profuse, like just by the top of it. So yeah, that match ended pretty quickly. Raquel walked out as champion. Um, yeah, only to be met with uh, Samoa Joe coming down the ramp and uh, saying, "Cross, um, I'm done waiting. Um, I'm 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 gonna uh, come look for you." And then Carrion pops up on the screen and kind of looks at Joe, and says, "I can do what I want when I want and to who I want." And then he puts the camera down and it's fucking William Regal on the ground on the floor as he's walking off into his little uh, Camaro or Dodge Charger that he has. Yeah. Um, as he's leaving, uh, Samoa Joe comes running out there and he's already gone. So that was the end of it. Um, the, well, I say that NXT matches were any better from uh, AEW matches. No, not really. They were both kind of the same. Like the four yeah. matches of each match were, were okay. It's just like the ending of each show was really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think AEW's ending was really good. I think WWE's, uh, I mean NXT's uh, ending was really, really good. Just because Samoa Joe, because even Samoa Joe talks about carrying Cross taking a little road trip to Monday Night Raw, which is funny. So, that is yeah, funny. Like, yeah. So uh, it it was good, man. I I enjoyed Monday Night. I enjoyed Monday Night Raw. Um, I enjoyed uh, Tuesday Night um, NXT, and I enjoyed AEW. After watching it today, it was, wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, we didn't. I forgot the one spot in AEW that I forgot to talk about. It's a very minor spot with the Proud and Powerful. They're in like a like a meeting with oh, FTR, yeah. and I wish they did this with freaking the Death Triangle, like where they had like a like a meeting like with the press or something, and them yeah. talking about the struggles that they went through with the Proud and Powerful, like. Uh, Santana's uh, mom and growing up and stuff. I'm like, ah, so real, so good. But yeah. they're finally having a, a tag team match together. Um, 
next week, and I'm like really excited for that. Oh man, it's gonna be so good. Hell yeah, man! I hope you have fun next week. That that's gonna be pretty fucking dope. I think. Yeah, I I I really hope I do. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it for us. This there's anything else you want to talk oh, about? Um, how about Monday Night Raw? Uh, after the bro situation between Real and uh and and John. During mm-hmm. the match when the Viking Raiders and Riddle versus uh you know whatchamacallit? Uh Omos and AJ, AJ. Styles and, and Johnny Trip Trip. Uh, <laughs> what I thought was really cool is how they get almost out of the match. You know, it's it's very creative. Like it's really funny to see them how creative they become about Omos because like Omos is in this position where he can't be beat. Like, he really mm-hmm. just can't be. So how do you beat a big man? You, you keep him off his feet or keep him on his toes. And um, the biggest thing is, is that uh, Omos didn't know that uh, AJ, you know, could could do what he was doing. Uh, but to see this match happen the way it did uh, and unfold to this point where Riddle comes up there and grabs the, the dripstick and fucking squirts Omos and then... You know, mix uh like the Miz go freaking out with that wheelchair and go back and then fucking Johnny Drip Drip's trying to like get involved and say, Hey man, we're all on the same team. I thought that was kinda cool how they kinda got him out of that match. Because uh, it's very difficult to get Omos out of that match. Yeah, an yeah. attacking title match. Like the only way is AJ style hits eats a pin. And you don't really want to see that, but it's gonna happen. Because you there's nobody cause that's gonna be able to pin Omos unless it's you know Braun Strowman, and he's not coming back to WWE. Mm. So there's reports, but I don't think he is. But other than that, that was you know this week was pretty cool. Yeah, besides a few hit and misses, but yeah, yeah. This, this this uh this week in wrestling has been really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for us. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Um, if you uh. Want to hit me up and tell me that you're you're going to the Charlotte show? When you know I'm on Twitter and IG at One Sweet Chris, you know, O N E S W double E T C H R I S. Uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna have to be wearing my Lucha Venom cosplay um, to the show as well. So that's been fun. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Keep it tight. Stay hype. Y'all have a good night. Uh, One Sweet Chris. That's a raw dad, Marcos Gonzalez. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, that's that for us. Peace. Yay!